0: What happens when big tech oligarchs hold all the keys to social media and bar access for a United States president? And what do you do when Marxism threatens to take over your school? Do you jump in and intervene at the school board as the parents did in Southlake, Texas? Or do you passively sit by and watch Marxism take over everything? And what do you think about the CIA's recent marketing campaign that has far more to say about the agency's stance towards critical race theory, intersectionality, and unconscious bias than it does concerning its mission to analyze intelligence and preempt foreign threats to the United States' national security interests. We'll show a portion of that video here in just a minute. And we'll also talk to Senator Ted Cruz about his own thoughts concerning CRT. But what about the CIA? We find their marketing completely off point and outrageous, as I trust many of you do, for the agency that is designed to protect and defend the freest nation in the history of the world against threats both foreign and domestic. Right now, I'm not so certain the CIA with this kind of external messaging is up to that challenge. A woke organization that is more concerned about identity politics virtue signaling and public shaming of anyone who doesn't go along with this public sham is fundamentally broken. Yes, woke is broke. There is no doubt about that and any organization that heads in the social justice direction has shown themselves not to be trusted, especially in the area of their core competency. Take the Boy Scouts for instance. What happened to them when they were really no longer about boys or scouts. That organization effectively died in 2019. It rebranded and became something else that is completely severed from the founding mission. So what is the larger point? The larger point is that none of this social justice, critical race theory, identity politics, none of it is going away. The good old days where you could just shut up, sit out, and wait until the crazed mob passed you by are over. The only way it goes away is if it is defeated, and you cannot do that in silence. You have to do something, and you have to say something. Woke activism will back down, but not if good people play the coward. You have to have courage, and you have to make it count. Coca-Cola is pushing the pause button on their woke Coke diversity plan. Lawmakers in several states are looking to ban CRT altogether, including Tennessee, Texas, Georgia, Arkansas, South Dakota, and Arizona. Governor Ron DeSantis has already explicitly banned CRT from Florida classrooms. In order for freedom to remain, we have to strengthen the foundations of freedom. The American Revolution, a literal war against tyranny, a war that had to be won, is what produced the freest and most prosperous country in the world. Not willing to fight for and defend life, liberty, and truth is the most un-American thing you can do. Think about it. Please like and subscribe to this podcast and check out the Freedom Center at standingforfreedom.com. I'm Ryan Helfenbein, the CIA's woke video, and the interview with Senator Ted Cruz is coming up next, starting now.
1: As an agency librarian, I work to ensure that our collection and services are matched up with what CIA needs. Not only am I involved in the acquisitions of journals, books, and countless electronic resources, I'm also encouraged to curate special collections that challenge expectation. Recently, I brought in our intelligence gaming collection to give officers unique opportunities to practice skills they need in their various roles. Instead of sitting for hours in front of a computer-based training, they can play a carefully selected game to train a specific set of skills while simultaneously building on the myriad soft skills essential to intelligence work. My favorite thing about CIA is that they encourage the -the out-of-the-box ideas that drive real progress. Growing up gay in a small southern town, I was lucky to have a wonderful and accepting family. I always struggled with the idea that I might not be able to discuss my personal life at work. Imagine my surprise when I was taking my oath at CIA and I noticed a rainbow on then director Brennan's lanyard, which I later learned was designed by Angle, one of the many employee resource groups here at the agency. I remember being stunned. Since then, however, I've learned that far beyond the resource groups, inclusion is a core value here. Officers from the top down work hard to ensure that every single person, whatever their gender, gender identity, Race, disability, or sexual orientation can bring their entire self to work every day. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your space. Mija, you're worth it. Welcome to the Standing
0: for Freedom podcast. I'm joined by someone who needs no introduction. He is the senator from the great state of Texas, a fellow Texan, Senator Ted Cruz. Welcome.
2: Thank to- you, Ryan, great to be with you.
0: It's, it's wonderful to have you. Uh, you're here uh, at Liberty University, certainly you're here in the state kind of campaigning right yeah. now. And uh, I wanted to talk about some of the things that are hitting the news cycle. Sure. One of those things, uh, just a couple of days ago, I think we were all a little confused when the CIA releases this video. Uh, wokeism seems to be everywhere. Yep. CRT is yep. a big talking point. Uh, in the Trump administration, there was an executive order uh, to sort of cease uh, these uh, unconscious bias trainings uh, in the Department of, uh, Department of State. Uh, and then you're also seeing things happening in the Department of Defense, Department of Justice. It's everywhere. But what is the real threat as you see it, the CRT? Across the nation and even in the state of Texas.
2: Well, you look at critical race theory, and it really is a theory that is derived from Marxism, and, and Marxism divided us along socioeconomic lines, along class lines, and tried to turn the the proletariat, the working class, against the owners of capital. And uh, you know, thankfully, Marxism, although it finds resonance in some college campuses and among college professors. Uh, the American people have wisely not been drawn to Marxism. And critical race theory is, is the next iteration of it. And, and it seeks to divide people, not based on socioeconomic lines, but based on race. And it defines every issue in America based on racial distinctions. It defines the history of America a, as a history of racial oppression. And, and, and it, it, it seeks to racialize everything and, and, and to tear us apart. And it, and it, and it is being taught, sadly, uh, within our schools, within our universities. It's being taught within the Department of Defense. It's being taught within major companies. It's being taught, uh, for example, uh, awakening to things called microaggressions, which, uh, to be honest, I don't understand what that is. You know, I, I grew up in Texas. Uh, aggression is once when a guy punched you in the face. If he didn't yeah. do that, it wasn't, wasn't very aggressive. <laughs> That's right. And and, and and we're raising up a generation of ninnies, mm-hmm. a generation of... of of, of fragile flowers, mm. and, and we're telling young people, you have a right not to be offended. You know what, nobody has a right not to be offended. You have a right to free speech, you have a right to religious liberty. If someone says something stupid or offensive, you have a right to disagree with them, but but you don't have a right to just be this this fragile, protected soul. And so, you know, you mentioned the CIA video. I watched that CIA video and and there's a woman talking about how she's, she's cisgender, which, to be honest, is not a word people use in ordinary English. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those woke words. It's, it's like, You know, another example of those woke words is Latinx. Mm. Now listen, I, I am Hispanic. Anyone who uses the word Latinx has never actually met a Latino. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, in Spanish, you, you, you put the O and the A for masculine and feminine and this like X I- I- is... It's ultimately tearing us apart, dividing us, and it's spreading a lie. It's spreading a lie about who we are as America. America was founded on equality. America was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Now, we haven't always achieved that. It's been a journey towards it. But, but ultimately for me, I agree with, with, with Dr. Martin Luther King who said, said the arc of history is long and it bends
0: towards justice. And, and that has been the history of America. Yeah. Um, Well said, Uh, when you consider CRT then in education and one of the things, South Lake, Texas, uh, parents intervened, right? Um, What are the threats that you see right now, uh, not just at the college level, but even K through 12? Look, there's
2: an indoctrination that is going on and and, and it's really dangerous. It, It stems back to the 1960s. The 1960s, the left seized the organs of transmission of ideas. They seized education, they took K through 12, they seized universities, they seized journalism, they seized entertainment, Uh, movies, TV, music, video games, sports. By the way, of all of them, entertainment's probably the most potent. If I could have one back, that's the one I'd have back. And if you think about it, the best and the brightest on the left, what do they do? They go into those professions or politics? You know, Barack Obama may be the epitome of the perfect leftist. On the right, what do the best and brightest do? they go make money, they go start a business. And the problem is we're not fighting in the terrain of ideas. Let, let me give an example of the noxiousness of this. Uh, so, so we have two daughters, uh, Caroline and Catherine, they're 13 and 10. Uh, I remember when Caroline was in fourth grade and she came home uh, on Columbus Day and she was saying Columbus is evil. Columbus is this evil, horrible, murdering soul and she hated Columbus. And, you know, I sat as she was going to bed that night and I said, well, let's talk about that for a minute. I, I, I said, you know, we do have a federal holiday called Columbus Day. Do we typically have federal holidays named for genocidal maniacs? And I said, listen, I, I'm not particularly vested in trying to convince you Christopher Columbus was this incredible heroic figure like any, any person in history or today, they, they have faults and flaws. And, and, and yes, it's true that, that, that he carried germs that ended up spreading diseases that, that killed Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I said, you know, do you think there's a difference between inadvertently transmitting a germ, particularly when you live at a time when science doesn't even know what a germ is, and being a murderer, culpably taking the life of another? Fast forward two years later. Caroline and a friend of hers from school is talking about Thanksgiving. And she says, you know, Thanksgiving is, is really just a celebration of the pilgrims' oppression of Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had to pause and like step outside and scream for a moment, and then I came back a little calmer, and, and, I, and I again said, listen, you don't have to believe what I believe, mm-hmm. um, but you do need to learn to think critically and not just accept what you're being told. And, and I said, did, did the pilgrims and, and the settlers kill some native americans yes did native americans kill some of the pilgrims and settlers yes has the history of mankind from the dawn of the earth been a history of one people subjugating another people and conquering one land after another did the native americans who got here conquer the people who were there before them yes and and this narrative that painted the native americans as these noble noble savages that were just oppressed from outside. I, you know, I mean, I, I like asking people, where did the verb to scalp come from? Mm. Um, listen, the, the truth, and this is what I'm trying to tell my kids, is history is usually a little, little more complicated. Yeah. Um, Columbus had incredible heroism to sail off into the horizon, into the deep blue sea, not knowing what was out there and to explore and discover. and and the point that I made, and this is this sort of wrapping these two together,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I said, you know, Caroline, the discussion of Thanksgiving and the discussion of Columbus are all actually connected to one fundamental question. Was the Western settlement of the new world a good thing or a bad thing? If you believe it is a bad thing that America exists, then all the positions you're being taught flow from that. Um, If you believe, as the New York Times does in their 1619 project, which is a explicitly revisionist history that wants to rewrite American history and says the beginning, America was not founded in 1776 with the Declaration of Independence, but in 1619, when the first slaves arrived in the New World. And that all of the history of this this country is a history of slavery and racial oppression. Now that is a bitter lie, Mm -hmm. Uh, but, Uh, it it nonetheless is being taught. It's part of critical race theory. It's part of seeing everything through the lens of oppression. Mm -hmm. Instead, America was founded on on a promise of equality, on a promise of justice. Now, when we started, we didn't have equal rights. We didn't have equal rights for women. We certainly didn't have equal rights for African-Americans. Slavery is the original sin of our nation. And we fought a bloody civil war to expunge that sin, and and the civil rights battles have been incredibly important battles moving towards the ideal of justice, the ideal of equal rights. But but that is, I believe, a a virtuous journey, not a perfect journey. But there has been no country in the history of the world that has done more good, that has produced more prosperity, that has defended more liberty, that has lifted more people into abundance than America has. angry left that hates America. What they're trying to teach our kids is they're trying to inculcate our kids with the notion that America is fundamentally
0: evil and oppressive and, and I think that's just yeah. false at its core. So you have the philosophy and then you, you see the practical outworkings of a Marxist 2.0 in terms of, it, it, it is about deconstruction. It is breaking down those, the fabric of society, our common shared history, our morals, our values, all of it. Really interesting because the German liberals came up with the idea of the noble savage even back in the days when they were talking about the Crusades. Yeah. It was the wicked, yeah. evil European Christians that were doing all these barbaric things. By the way, a component of all of this also is
2: is the belief that Christianity is fundamentally evil and oppressive. Yes, it is. Um, you're, right. see, you're seeing in California, for example, uh, movements in the public schools to say they should go back to the Aztec religion, which by the way, practiced human sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and it is, look, it, it, it comes down also when missionaries came and many of the, many of the, the settlers in America came as missionaries to mm-hmm. spread the gospel.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, Heidi and I are members of First Baptist Church in Houston. And it's kind of funny, an interesting bit of history that we learned. First Baptist Church was founded by American missionaries. Mm-hmm. And the reason is when it was founded, Texas was its own nation. It was We were yep. the Republic of Texas, and missionaries from America came to the Republic of Texas uh, and founded the church that, that that Heidi and I our kids attend
0: now. Yeah it's amazing. And, it, and so it did go back to the gospel. And by the way, uh, some of the early missionary movements in this country was, missions to the Native American Indians. Yeah, absolutely. So Jonathan Edwards being an example of that. Um, final question, I wanna talk uh, also about big tech censorship. Yeah. Cancel culture, this is something young people are very concerned about, especially those who are conservative. They think about the world that they're going into, the world they have to engage with. You know, Parents saying, "Oh, well, just stay off social media. Yeah. It, you, if you don't live on social media, you probably don't exist in the digital world. You're looking for a job. That's where everything happens, right? Um, what are some of the biggest threats that you see right now, and where do you see it all going?
2: Well, look, social media can be a, a toxic mess, um, but, but it also is a powerful tool of communication. So I spend a lot of time on social media. Um, and the threat of big tech censorship, I think, is the single biggest threat to democracy and to free speech in this country, that you have a handful of Silicon Valley billionaires who have who have arrogated to themselves the power to silence anyone with whom they disagree. Mm. You and I are sitting here today. Today Facebook announced that for another 6 months Donald Trump will be banned. Mm. Twitter's announced he has a lifetime ban. Facebook maybe in 6 months they will deign to allow the former president to post something. Mm. Now stop and think for a second if they can do that to the former president of the United States. They can do that to you. Mm-hmm. They can do that to me. And and they are oligarchs the power in big tech is the greatest accumulation of power over information and over speech the world has ever seen you know there's always been biased journalists from the first journalist carving words into a stone tablet there's biased journalists right the difference here however is that it is omnipresent that it it is through a monopoly social media and tech now has a monopoly on how we communicate and it is invisible When you pick up the New York Times, you can tell it is a partisan rag written with a hard leftist orientation. Social media is far more dangerous because if you post something and they don't like what you post, if it is conservative, if it is pro-Israel, if it is pro-life, they have a big pattern of censoring all of those in particular, then your post can simply disappear into the ether and the people who are following you never see it. Likewise, they can quietly collate your feed so that you only see the things they want you to see. And that is incredibly dangerous. We need to fight it. I've chaired multiple hearings on big tech censorship. I think there are a lot of tools we can use, including repealing Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which is a special immunity from liability that Congress gave big tech. Nobody else has. It's a subsidy, essentially, to big tech. It was based on the idea that big tech would be a neutral public forum, that they wouldn't Put their finger on the scale. They've decided not to be. They shouldn't get any special benefits. Number two, way to use the antitrust laws to break them up. They're bigger and more powerful than AT and T was, than Standard Oil was when they were broken up. Mm. And number three, we ought to use Consumer Protection Acts to go go after their fraud and deception. Mm. And let me say something else. So we, we ought to do what we're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, this is a podcast. We're engaged. You know, last year I started my own podcast.
0: Yeah, I, we follow that. It's
2: yeah. you know verdict with Ted Cruz. Mm we launched it january of last year it became the number one ranked podcast in the world uh, we've had over 30 million downloads mm-hmm. and and so i do it about once a week and so doing what you're doing is a great vehicle for engaging being part of the the conversation i encourage everyone listening to this to come subscribe to verdict as well Amen. and and educate yourselves don't be don't accept what i say don't accept what you say don't, right. but but be an informed consumer of news and information, hear both sides, mm. recognize that usually the truth is somewhere in the middle. That's right. Uh, and, and, and that big tech and the left wants us to be just empty vessels and to be uniform and orthodox. Big tech, the left demands, you must agree with what they believe. And nothing else is acceptable. And, 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 and look, they're angry and shrill. Cancel culture is about if you dare disagree, you're canceled, you're fired, you're unacceptable, you're silenced. I think there's a much more powerful response to that. And that is, that, that is liberty, that is individual liberty that you ought to be in charge of what you say, your speech, your faith, your belief, your conduct. And I'd say also be a happy warrior. If the other side is so angry and shrill it's a great opportunity to just laugh, to have fun, mm. and, 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 and to be a happy warrior and an evangelist for liberty. We should be evangelists for the gospel, to be sure, but there is also just a powerful idea of liberty that, that, that particularly young people, one should be communicating to another, to another, to another, isn't it better to be free yes. than to be sheep?
0: Yeah. That's well said. Uh, And to sum it up, we have to get back to that classic liberal idea that was in the American experiment, that we are free to communicate our ideas and our ideals and our principles uh, without fear of uh, retribution or being canceled or even being jailed for it. So. I appreciate so much you standing for truth, standing for freedom, all that you're doing in the Capitol and for our nation, and certainly in the great state of Texas. Uh, I have to say, hook them. Uh, <laughs> I'm, it's well, obligatory. I understand. <laughs> I, my
2: dad was class of 61, and I taught for several years at the law school. Yeah,
0: that's right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Senator, for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.